Back in the 1980s, there was a popular T-shirt in those novelty T-shirt stores, you know, the ones at the mall, that said, I'm so bad I vacation in Detroit. It was a decent joke back then, but it doesn't make as much sense today because, believe it or not, a lot of people vacation in Detroit. In fact, they travel thousands of miles across oceans to be a tourist. What do they know that you don't? You're about to find out because you have a friend in Detroit. Hello and welcome to You Have a Friend in Detroit. I am your host and humble narrator, Jason Carr, your friend as well. Take him to Detroit. No! No, not Detroit! No! No, please! Anything with that! Detroit has been the butt of a million jokes, like that one from the cult classic Kentucky Fried movie. We're used to it. And to be honest, we're often guilty of thinking of ourselves as more of a sentence than a vacation spot. London, Paris, Sydney... Detroit? One of these cities just doesn't belong as an international tourist destination. But the truth is, people from London, Paris, and Sydney, and parts beyond, come to Detroit to holiday. My name is Mike Peebles. Um, I'm from New Zealand. Um, I'm 23 years old, and I am about halfway through studying medicine back home. I suppose Detroit is somewhere that I just heard a lot about, and, you know, just, well, maybe not heard a lot about, but heard heard of a lot. Um, so it was just an interesting place perhaps to come see. I think, you know, particularly being the heart of the American auto industry, that was something I was quite interested in. I've always been a bit of a petrol head um, you know, throughout my life. So, you know, I found that aspect of it quite interesting. And then as I did my research, I perhaps knew that it wasn't the economic hub that it used to be, but realised that it was actually quite struggling. I thought it'd be quite interesting to see somewhere that had perhaps fallen on harder times and how you respond to that. I think I had perhaps some vague expectations that it would be, that there would be abandoned lots and you know, that it would feel like a place that had fallen on harder times. But I try, I've tried not to have too many expectations on any of the places I've visited just to, you know, experience them as free from bias as I can. But it certainly exceeded expectations if that makes sense. And I was pretty blown away because the hostel where I'm staying is in the middle of all these empty lots and abandoned houses and stuff like that. But then you walk two blocks down the road and you get onto Michigan Ave and you see all these, you know, really cool cafes and bars and food places and it's, you know, just two completely different worlds but separated by only a couple of hundred metres. Mike is staying at Hostel Detroit, which opened in 2005. It's a brick building with space for 30 guests in North Corktown, Detroit's oldest neighbourhood located just outside of downtown. Evan Ambrose is co-executive director. Majority of our business is international and definitely something that I've learned from working here is that Detroit has a better image internationally. Um, people are really drawn to the authenticity of this American city that no one tends to know a lot about. Hostel Detroit offers tours of the city because guests come in for different reasons, want to see different things, but also because in Detroit there are no sightseeing trolleys, there's very little mass transit, and there's definitely not a train from the airport to downtown like you would expect in, say, European capitals. I'm constantly apologizing for it. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry we haven't thought this out yet you know yeah it's it's a pain in the butt just to like have to explain to people and and and, and we'll help them out you know people come here and and they want to uh you know decipher 
the local transit lines, you know, the bus lines and stuff. And, and we'll, we'll put people on buses to downtown or into New Center. But, you know, we'll be straight up about people. Hey, like if, if you if you're going to rely on the bus, like just know that it might not be on time. I feel bad for people sometimes. We've had people take the bus from the airport and it takes them all day because it's it's not a dedicated line. It stops everywhere. It's not good. And luckily, Detroit has enough charm and enough interesting things going on that people overlook it. But Metro Detroiters just voted against a regional transit tax, which means getting around won't be getting easier anytime soon. Onita Jackson used to write for the Detroit Free Press. Then she became a cab driver, a tour giver, a a fixer for out-of-town TV crews and other visitors, and, well, she's an ambassador for Detroit. Not a booster, <laughs> an ambassador. What's yes. the difference? Well, boosters, I think they only see the good, good, good. I'm an ambassador who sees it all and still wants you to be here. Jeanette Pierce started the nonprofit Detroit Experience Factory more than 10 years ago. Now they have seven full-time staff members and have taken 90,000 people around the city and greeted folks from 100 countries at a community-based welcome center. One of the greatest assets that Detroit has are its small businesses, right? And especially, and it's a silver lining, people ignoring us for a few decades, is that we didn't get every big box store, chain restaurant, and all of that. The more you travel, that cities start to blend together. They have the same shops, restaurants, streetscapes vibe, right? And maybe the shops and the restaurants have different names, and maybe they don't, but they all feel the same. And Detroit is completely unique. It doesn't feel like any other place. It's a self-selection process of, of the most interesting and interested people coming here. Because if the headline is enough to like scare you or say, okay, God, I don't want to go to Detroit, then you don't come here and that's okay, you know? But if you're curious and interested and, and want history instead of like, and, and you know, and maybe you walk by an abandoned building on the way to the best jazz ever, and that's what you want versus a cookie cutter, sterile, like if Gucci is what you're looking for on a vacation or to visit, then you're not coming to Detroit. Currently your favorite spot in the entire city to entertain people from out of town. I don't entertain. <laughs> I'm the entertainment. Um, Europeans especially, uh, I mean, you can't beat Burt's in Eastern Market like every day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Awesome blues, jazz, random people going, I want to get up and sing. And then they're amazing. Burt's is an entertainment complex in Eastern Market, a hub of commercial sheds in the same place since the 1850s. Back then, you'd go there to, say, buy hay or wood. Today, it's a bustling area packed with everything from art galleries to butcher shops, residential lofts to eclectic restaurants, and of course, a huge working market. It's one of the places tourists in Detroit often visit. Another main attraction is the Motown Museum, better known as Hitsville, USA, the white and blue house on West Grand Boulevard that incubated and launched some of the greatest and most globally famous musicians of the last century. The Heidelberg Project is an outdoor art environment started 30 years ago by artist Tyree Guyton as a response to his neighborhood's blight and decay. You may have seen photos of its colorful houses painted with polka dots or numbers. It's one of the most popular destinations for international visitors to Detroit. One study pegged its economic impact at around $3 million annually. 
And then there are a lot of lesser known places to see. We went along on a tour given by Hostel Detroit to three of their guests in from Germany. We try to cram a whole bunch of stuff into like a few hours. Kevin Ward and Sam Talbot lead the tour in two cars because this is Detroit. The first stop, Detroit Institute of Bagels, a hip spot that caused outsized excitement when it opened in 2013. Um, we listen to Detroit music. <laughs> Back in the car and off to the Grand River Creative Corridor, a half-mile-long outdoor art gallery. It's also home to Rebel Nell. It's a studio that employs women transitioning out of homelessness. They make, listen to this, jewelry from paint that erodes from graffiti and falls on the ground. We do um, pendants, drop earrings, post earrings, rings, bracelets, cufflinks, tie clips. Do you depend on like support or donations or funds, or can you like is it fully sustainable through the sales? We're fully sustainable from our jewelry sales. Next stop. All right. Lots of sparkly stuff. Lots of sparkly stuff. The African Bead Museum, almost an entire city block of shiny, sparkly mosaics created and curated by artist Dobbles from African beads, mirrors, and other materials. Next, we come to the Michigan Urban Farming Initiative, one of hundreds of small farms within the city limits. The smell of dill hangs in the air, and the Germans buy tomatoes. And finally, a look inside the magnificent Fisher Building, architect Albert Kahn's 1928 30-story masterpiece of marble and granite with swooping arches and stunning painted ceilings. Tour guide Sam Talbot. I honestly believe that there's no other place in the world that's like the city. People try to compare it um, when they come here, and actually the closest we get is, is Berlin. A lot of people do say kind of Berlin. But really? Yeah. yeah, that's the closest people can think of. I kind of expected something a bit like this, like a lot of art, uh, building old houses, because um, I've read something like this in newspapers in Germany. What I didn't expect was uh, last night going out with the restaurants um, and the groceries, uh, the grocery store, the pastry, yeah, and this kind of like seeing this community with lots of different heritages is kind of this mixture is how do you say uh, a bowl or a melting pot melting pot yeah <laughs> melting pot uh, and that's I think it's that's awesome my name is uh, Mattia I'm half Italian and half Dutch I was born in the Netherlands. When I was 12, we moved with the family to Switzerland, Zurich. I listened to a lot of music and a lot of bands that I listen to are from here. So it's like a destination that I needed to see. Detroit has a great history in Motown and in techno music. The first time I heard about Detroit was my ex-girlfriend saying there are great abandoned buildings here to see. She was a photographer. Abandoned building can be really nice to look at it because you see a history, things that happened in the building and they're not there anymore. So you can start imagining what was going on in that building. And that was one thing why I wanted to come to Detroit to see those things. Writer and fixer, Onita Jackson. I get this one a lot from all, from all over the country and the world. 
I want to see the I want to see the place. I want to see the area where the burned out buildings are. <laughs> the, the ruin porn. It's basically. everywhere. You have two major narratives. You have the downtown renaissance and you have the blight and all the bankruptcy related not great stuff. But those are both the extremes. The major part of the city are 700,000 people live in Detroit, which is not a small amount of people. Also, this idea, nobody's left. When did 700,000 people become a small amount of people, by the way? Um, but are just regular people living regular lives. In a square mileage area that could fit, I think, New York, Boston, and ah, Philadelphia. Thank you for bringing that up. That's my favorite myth to bust. So, um Everybody quotes, and a lot of urban planners really love it because it's a pretty infographic. You can fit Boston, Manhattan, and San Francisco in the side, the city of Detroit. So you see that infographic. Um, and so then the assumption that is Detroit is huge, right? Um, and so I thought that when that first article, when the article came out, gosh, it's probably been like eight years ago since the first time um, that when they did that. And so, except I'm a data nerd, so I want to know how how big are we? The second largest, the fifth largest, the eighth, whatever. In terms of square mileage. In terms of square mileage. 65th. We're 65th. We are not anywhere near a large city in terms of square mileage. We are like literally like middle of the road. So it's that Boston, Manhattan, and San Francisco are tiny and the densest places in the country. Manhattan is also not a city. It's a very small part of a city that is, wait for it, 300 square miles to our 139 square miles of land. Um, so my kind of response fact is that we are two-thirds the size of Chicago, half the size of New York, and a third the size of Los Angeles. And the most mind-blowing is that we are exactly the same size as Atlanta, but we have about 150,000 more people than Atlanta does. If you take the amount of people in Detroit and you divide it by the square mileage to get the density, we are actually denser, even with losing half our population, than the majority of cities in the United States of America. But when you're in a car driving people around As and you do a one-hour tour, yeah, that, that doesn't matter all your statistics because they're trying to, they're like, you can't, when you start driving, because people have no idea how big Detroit is relatively. If there's one thing people do think they know about Detroit, it's, let's be honest, crime. We'll save a reality check on that reputation for a future podcast. Meanwhile, Evan Ambrose from Hostel Detroit, he hears about the crime from guests all the time. People are always coming in here and saying, yeah, you won't believe like what everybody said when I told them I was traveling to Detroit. Everybody's like, oh my God, why would you go there? You're going to get shot. You're going to get robbed. Like all these things that are just so unfair and, and, and it's, it's just, it's gotten so old. Detroit Experience Factory founder, Jeanette Pierce. On the safety question, it is absolutely one of the first things that people ask about, right? Like, is it safe and that type of thing. And so what's interesting is that, I mean, so we try to um, combine data with personal experience, right? So as a lifelong city resident, I feel safe walking around. I mean, I walked home at three o'clock in the morning, like not, exactly sober for a long time you know and people because people say you must have been really smart about it and I was like honestly I was not I was really dumb about it um, but that's how safe I felt um, and we certainly have crime for the most part a lot of our crime is violent crime especially I mean so you have car break-ins which you do everywhere but like um, vi violent crime is is not random very much in Detroit right, right? so if you're not 
what I always tell people, if you're not looking for trouble, trouble's not looking for you. There is a double standard when it comes to Detroit. Like, all you hear about is our crime. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about Chicago as just a place, or D.C. used to be the murder capital. Did people stop going to D.C.? Did people stop ever stop going to Chicago? No. But part of it is that those cities had... Uh, an arm of the city whose job it was to say, hey, these are the things going on in Chicago and this is why you should come, despite these issues and challenges that we might have. And we never really had that. I mean, we opened the first Welcome Center, our organization, me, with no money. I quit my job at United Way and was like, we should probably have a Welcome Center and got some space on Woodward. It was supposed to be a pop-up in the history of Detroit. We asked everyone we spoke to what surprises people most when they visit Detroit, and we were surprised to hear a common answer. There's this congeniality about Detroit that people wouldn't necessarily understand if you have not been here. So a lot of, I have many, many, many Germans, and there was one month, like, everyone in Brazil was coming to Detroit. I'm, every time I'm driving people to the airport, I'm like, what is it, like a special from Sao Paulo to Detroit? <laughs> but they all remark, like, you all talk to each other. It's like, yeah, hey, Jeanette, how you doing, girl? Hey, Jason. That's what we do here. So people, particularly up, from Europe, yeah, what up, though? <laughs> They're like, what is that? You know, what's going on? That, that is the essence of what Detroit is. Mattia, the Italian Dutchman. I met some great people. I felt like there is a great energy in this town that people want to do things, want to make Detroit good again, and that you can ride your bike pretty cool pretty good. It's really flat city. Mike, the Kiwi. I think too, people have been a bit friendlier back you know, here than they have been in some of the other cities I've been to so far. I've been to New York and Boston and the people here seem quite happy to you know, have a chat to you and you know, they'll say hello as you walk past and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, a couple of surprising things. Yes, but would he come back? I think I would. I'd probably, if I came back, I'd do it slightly differently. I think I'd definitely get a car. Um, that would probably make it a wee bit easier to get around. Um, and I think it would be interesting maybe to come back in a couple of years' time and see if progress has happened or whether, or whether, yeah, to see what direction it's moving in. Renting a car is probably a good idea, even in a couple years' time. You know, everyone feels pride in their hometown, but it's even more heightened in Detroit right now. It's like our collective heart is swelling with some of the positive press we've gotten recently. This after decades of being dumped on by the national media. It's even sweeter to see outsiders excited about our city and spreading the word amongst themselves. We tried to be careful to make this episode reflect the reality of the tourist experience in Detroit and not let it become tourism bureau propaganda rah-rah. But we do want to leave you by saying this, unabashedly, come one, come all. Brazilians, Germans, Texans, New Yorkers, everybody, you're all welcome, and you all have a friend in Detroit. See you next time, if I don't see you around town first. I'm Jason Carr.